It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, it looks like the Guardians are going to be losers tonight. It's right now the eighth inning uh, as I start recording this one. We'll get into the game, both the good and the bad of it. We will discuss the minors. It's been a little bit of time since we had a check-in. See who the top performers are. See who could be potentially coming on to help this Cleveland Guardians organization uh, as they fall back below 500. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis, formerly of Scout and 24-7 and pretty much every Cleveland sports blog imaginable, where I was more focused on prospects in the draft. But after 700-plus episodes here on Lockdown Guardians, I think I also have an equal breakdown uh, in for this uh, for the Cleveland Guardians. Oh, man. Uh, this game today has me on brain freeze. It is currently... Uh, oh, is that a home run? Well, there you go. Home run for... Is that... Uh, Jimenez. Middle of recording. There we go. It's 8-3. Andres Jimenez. Is that his third home run of the year? Or am I behind on how many home runs he has? Well, <laughs> look it up. Hey, you know, maybe I should have started recording earlier. I apologize. Uh, maybe this would be a closer game. Yep, third home run of the year. Just double-check that here. Uh, I'm sorry, Guardians fans. Uh, I apparently should have been recording from the start. I start recording. Home run. <laughs> That's apparently how it's working tonight. Uh, for those, I already did the introduction. I want to thank you, though, for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts. Never fails, right? If you are a longtime listener to the show, you know things happen when I start recording. It never fails. Uh, you know, it, the one that always comes to mind... Mookie Betts deal in the middle of the podcast when that broke. Uh, but there's been many a, an occurrence throughout. You could go through and just dig out the tweets that say, yes, I am recording. And that will, uh, you can go find that day and figure out what big event occurred. Uh, it's the ninth inning. I still don't think uh, there's a big comeback. Bro- but, you know, there, <laughs> there's Rosario with a hit. So, sorry. I should have been recording hours ago. That's the moral of the story. That is, the t- And then an error to get him to second base. What's going on? Or third base. Uh, Weird show, okay? Uh, I know everyone wants bad play-by-play for their podcasts. Uh, I would, you know, show the the tablet I currently have to the side here, but I think that I would, you know, be violating the, um, you know, what's the old thing you always hear? It's like, you know, it's only for our fans and not to be rebroadcast without the expressed written consent of Major League Baseball. Uh, We've all heard that so much it's, it's burned into our heads. Let's get into a little bit beforehand. I said a roster move would be incoming, uh, and we saw one today. We saw Connor Pilkington end up... It is kind of funny to go back and watch this play to see Rosario run into the first baseman. Such bad uh, everything there. But, uh, yeah, uh, Pilkington was sent down. He was not needed after his start. He, He had a strong start for this team. He did a really good job. But with him getting sent down, they... Backup is Eniel De Los Santos. Now, this is where it gets weird. And another error. What is happening? <laughs> weird, right? Okay, so just for the record, I start recording. Home run, single, three errors. 
<laughs> I mean, just right off his glove. I don't know. But uh, why it's interesting that Eniel uh, de los Santos is called up is because official scorer ruling pending. That's an error. <laughs> Hits him in the glove. Uh, with him and McCarty up there, you know, when Yu Chen Chang comes off the the you know the COVID list, which I mean he's been there for a while. Uh, one of these guys gets sent down, and I believe it's still in a situation. And then you can keep the other player on the forty man because they have the one open spot. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's still this roster manipulation around the fact that the forty man is a disaster show, right? That is what they're still trying to do, and. I mean, what's the rule again this year? Is it three times? You can only be optioned down three times? I mean, Enio went down for a day. Like, <laughs> his time with the Guardians is already nearing its end because they've set him up in a situation where they're not going to be able to, they're either going to have to cut him or, uh, you know, not send him down again. So it's going to be a little bit interesting to watch. Um, weird game. Sorry. <laughs> Never fails, right? Uh, so yeah, I'm still paying attention to that. I had someone ask me, uh, you know, it was a very good point, a well-reasoned point. I appreciate, uh, let me pull up his name while I'm sitting here talking. The idea of why don't they just put, uh, Gabriel Arias on the, Arias on the 60-day DL and call up Oscar Gonzalez and see what he's going to do. And let's see, that was from, you know, I'll have to, I got to go through and dig it out. But, uh, you know, because I just want to make sure I give credits to the correct people in here. And for some reason, uh, Scott Rushford. Uh, So there's two things here that I think really stand in the way of that. One, uh, if you add Arias to the roster, to the DL, he starts accruing service time. You know, they're willing to do that with Cody Morris, who's already kind of an older prospect, who's beat up and might be a reliever. For Carlos Vargas, who is far away and is probably going to be a reliever. Like, they're just kind of stuck in that situation where uh, they are going to, you know, uh, I don't think they want him to accrue service time. I think they're okay with Vargas. I think they're okay with other players doing that. I don't think they want to do that with Arias. Number two, look at the whole way this roster is constructed. I don't think Oscar Gonzalez gets a shot this year. More and more, I feel like there is no shot for Oscar Gonzalez because uh, they the way they have built this roster is everything but him. Like here's a player who swings at everything, never walks, uh, you know, is more of a power over everything else. He is the antithesis of everything this offense is built around. So I, I don't think we see Oscar Gonzalez this year. I I could be wrong, but I think it's setting up for him just to walk at the end of the year. Um, And here's the thing with him. A lot of people always ask, like, trade value. What's the trade value? I'm like, there, there isn't any because it is a non-traditional profile. So Oscar Gonzalez, as much as I would like to see him get an opportunity, and I think eventually he'll get an opportunity in the big leagues, it's hard to see any pathway to the Guardians. Because, uh, again, he just does not fit what they're going for. Uh, I thought Zach Meisel had a really good piece over on The Athletic today, kind of talking about you know really getting into the numbers, uh, breaking it down in terms of, I mean, what, they have a, are they the top batting average in baseball? And there's a lot of things where the gap between them and everyone, like between one and two, where they are first is as big as the gap between two and like 12. Uh, 
and we're going to, of course, oh no, no double play here to end it. But it, it's there, they have a very specific approach, and that much is very clear. And, you know, it makes you wonder about Nolan Jones. It makes you wonder about George Valera. It makes you wonder about, uh, you know, an Oscar Gonzalez to a lesser degree. You know, are these guys going to get opportunities? I, I don't know. They're not what they seem to be building right now. This is not the contact warning. And that's the thing. Like, I have a different approach to the draft. I, I'm not contact over everything else. Like this Guardians team is, uh, they've been more successful than I have in my shadow drafts. So obviously they're better at it. Surprise, surprise, a room of people being paid to do it uh, versus one dude, they, sh- they should win. Now, unfortunately for other organizations, that hasn't been the case. I have definitely outdrafted a few organizations over the last few uh, over the last decade, but the Guardians are doing a better job, and this is all the build-up. And it was also interesting that one of the players in, spe- in specifics, in you know specifically, I think is the word I'm looking for, mentioned in that piece is uh, Owen Miller. That like he connected with Valleca, even though Valleca was only like hitting coach for what a matter of weeks before the lockout. They already put stuff in place before the lockout even began. They talked, they got things together. Uh, he's one of those people who connected with him, so it is interesting that he got out there. A lot of these young guys did. And I think we'll continue to see this contact-oriented approach. They want to sit there and work outs. They want this to be a bloop and blop team. This is not going to be the 90s Indians. I don't know if we're ever going to see a lot of big-time power bats out there. But they want contact hitters. And I think we're going to see a massive focus on that. And continually, uh, you know, I'll be curious to see again. I'm, of course, a draft dude, so very much always curious about the draft. Uh, you know, with our, our, the person I mentioned, um, you know, again, thank you to Scott. Also talked about not liking the draft stuff as much. If you like the draft stuff, let me know. Uh, because I, I, it does seem to go up and down. Who likes it, who doesn't. Maybe more interesting to people as the draft approaches. And a walk. Uh, just staying weird. Uh, tonight with the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, but yeah, those are just kind of some thoughts to talk about, you know, why more and more. A, go check out Zach's piece. It's it's great. There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, you know, I would also pair with Eno Saros, had a recent article about top hitters are failing and why, um, and, you know, who he thinks they're going to rebound. And he talks about, you know, his, like, golden triangle statistics that kind of show positive hitter projection and things like that. And it's, it's maybe some of the stuff that you're not as familiar with, you know, the, the the swinging, the chase, the swinging strikes, the things like that. It's a good way to go learn. So if you have an athletic membership, check out Eno Saros's uh, piece on uh, guys who've been hitting. You should always read Zach's stuff over on the athletic as well. It's all fantastic, but it also really ties well into this idea and specifically what does feel like this team. I mean, they have drafted four contact hitters. Go and look at the. You know, 2020 was weird on every level, but that draft was contact bats. You know, the Tolentino is the only guy hitting in the minors over 400. We'll talk about that in segment three. Uh, Carson Tucker hasn't played much, but contact hitter. And then you look at last year; it's like the one was was Fox the only hitter. Contact. I mean, this is this is their type. We know what they like in terms of uh, pitching. We know what they like in terms of hitting. I will say the one thing when they talked about you know players who sit this guardian fit this Guardians profile. Very specifically, you know, they they bring up a list of you know who qualifies with various things in Zach's piece, and you know he just lists the players there. But there will be an, a name that pulls your eye, and that's Yandy Diaz. He is so much to a T what they're doing right now. Uh, 
the fact he never got an opportunity is still in my craw. It is. The fact that he was basically, you know, ran out of town without ever getting a shot. Uh, I mean, I liked the trade at the time. Okay. I, I was wrong. I thought Bowers, you know, I, I, at the time I was like, Hey, you know, he excelled in the, at the lower minors when he was younger or even in double A when he was younger and everyone else. I was wrong. I'm like, my final thought though, at the time, even going back was, you know, like, I hate that we traded Yandi, but I love, he's finally going to get an opportunity. Like he was never going to get a chance here. I'm glad he's going to get a chance. And you might say like, where would he play? Well, he could play at first. He could play it right. Uh, he could have, we could have figured it out. He would still have made this team better. So that one's still, uh, so go check out the athletic great pieces there. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Yandy Diaz. I'm never going to let that one go. We're going to take our first break here. We're going to come back. Uh, Liam Hendricks is in the game. So, uh, we'll see how this goes for the guardians from here. At least they made it fun at the end. Uh, we'll talk about the game. We will get into those minor league stats. And so uh, they always tell us never to say in so much more. Talk stats. We got a guy in the minor sitting over 400. Who's the strikeout king right now? Uh, we'll get into all that on today's Lockdown Guardians. But first, let's hear from a fantastic sponsor. Oh, okay, I know I said ad break. Ten more seconds before the ad break. Bases are loud now loaded. Uh, again, I'm sorry. I should have been recording hours ago. Apparently, this is what it takes. I need to be recording as the game's going on. Bases loaded. Uh, bomb the ninth. Two outs, right? Uh winning run coming to the plate uh should i just keep josh naylor one of the best hitters let's let it go let's let's free oh what's happening here you got (laughs) i'm gonna stop from every swear word that is right now going through my mind what the heck (laughs) tie game (laughs) <laughs> eight to two in the ninth eight to two in the ninth against the team who is you know one of the top three teams in the american league you know words words leave your head here uh tie game what is going on this was grand slam home run Josh Naylor is saying all those colorful adjectives that I couldn't say right now on the broadcast. Grand slam home run to tie it up after two straight walks with one of the top closers in baseball. This is one of the most unlikely comebacks I have ever watched. And I was alive and watching, you know, the infamous Angels comeback. And I was in person for the Albert Bell Grand Slam comeback in 95. That was my first game ever at Jacobs Field. As first pitch Grand Slam home run. And he know. I mean, if you didn't watch it, go back and watch. The, it's not a bat flip as much as it is a bat expulsion. And then uh, Moncada nearly just threw the ball uh, over through to the first baseman. Naylor is hot as he should be. This is amazing. Game's tied. I mean, I got to take a commercial break. I have to do something, right? I mean... Holy hell. Uh, sorry I was not recording earlier. I, that's going to be the whole thing. I started recording and this game got weird. We had a home run. Uh, Rosario with a single and two errors. A booted ball with Austin Hedges, which, I mean, you don't want to boot a ball with Austin Hedges of all guys. Uh, two walks and then a grand slam. We got to take a commercial break. I, I mean, we have to. 
this is this is fun. This is a fun team I talked about yesterday. What a performance uh, tonight. Win or lose, you got to be happy. I mean, we want the win, of course, but like this is a team that just does not quit. We're going to take that break, come back, and discuss this game some more. Listen, this is a game that uh, no one thought the Guardians could win. I'm not saying they've won it yet. I'm not putting that jinx on it. But in opportunities like this, I got to point out, Guardians have not been favorites most of the time this year. You could be taking advantage of that over with our great friends over at Bet Online. You know Bet Online. They've been our sponsor for over a year now, and they continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. I just kind of want to make this next, like, 10 minutes, just me giggling. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a fun team. If you are still mad about anything involving the Cleveland Guardians, if you're still mad about the name change, if you're still mad about salary, if you're mad about anything, just let it go and enjoy this squad right now. Okay? Like, you have a Rookie of the Year candidate in Stephen Kwan, who's the top rookie this team has had in a long time. You've got... A lineup that, you know, for for years I heard complaints about low batting average types. They have, what, the number one batting average in baseball right now? They put the ball in play. They're playing an old school type of baseball. Uh, and they're just fun. It is good personalities. There's no one on this team you look at and you're like, that guy's a jerk. It is good dudes playing good baseball. You have the best athlete in Cleveland who took some, probably close to $60 million less dollars to stay in Cleveland. Just in, you know, th- I'm going to take... Some words from our owner, uh, some immortal words from the ownership of the Cleveland Guardians. Enjoy them. Just enjoy them. And remember, real fans, buy luxury boxes. But I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm loopy after this ridiculous comeback. Eight to two. Let's talk about what happened, though, earlier in the game, uh, if I can. Can I get myself together? I, I apologize. So uh, this was this was a fun one from the start. You know they managed to score a run in the first inning without having any hits. Uh, you know the very uncommon outcome uh, of no hits yet somehow they got a run across. Uh, and then you had the TV announcer not realizing his mic was on and uh, dropping some expletives. So uh, that just added a fun wrinkle. And you know it, it took a while, but they were down four to one, and then they just let they were just let Plesak stay in like four times through the order. I mean, they just ran him out there. He is a number five. Like that's just the truth of the matter. Like, and this is the thing. Like right now, the weakest part for this Cleveland Guardians team outside of catcher, and uh, you know I saw. Uh, Shroom was like, "Hey, black, catcher isn't the black hole I, I claim it to be. It's still not great, but yeah, it's." It's gotten a little bit better. Uh, the bullpen continues to be dynamic. That's why I'm pretty happy right now as this heads into extras. But the starting rotation might be the weakest spot on this team right now. McKenzie's the ace. I said it on yesterday's show. Right now, he's the ace. I'm worried the Bieber's hurt. I, I don't like when things are a little... And I've talked about this. Like When I get a very generic injury report, all I can think about is all of my experience following college baseball, scouting it, doing this and that with it. 
and people, you know, it's like, oh, he's got a hurt uh, knee. And then two weeks later, he's got Tommy John surgery. It's like, what? That happens. So whenever I see a very generic report, I'm either thinking, A, they're not sure what's entirely wrong, or B, it's potentially worse. You know, I don't know what's going on with Weaver. Hopefully it gets figured out soon, right? They, They can't afford for him to be down like he was and out a year ago. Uh, Savale has been a bit of a mess. He can't command things, and he is a command pitcher, so that's not going to work. I mean, just it, when what you do best is what you're not doing well, and your stuff is kind of mediocre, uh, th- that's not going to come through. Quantrell pitched over his head a year ago. I, I don't think he's going to implode, but he's a mid-rotation starter. Uh, so it comes down to, I mean, Myers, who they got from Tampa, isn't pitching well. Like to the point where, like, I kind of feel like if they took Myers off their forty-man roster, he might pass through waivers. Just saying, he might pass through waivers. Uh, with Morris being hurt, you know, it's Pilking. It's almost thank goodness they held on to Pilk, right? Like, whew, Sandlin, all the guys pitching well in that bullpen. We talked about Sandlin as not of late. Um, you. Let's hopefully he can get through this inning. He might just walk another base runner here. You also don't want to throw a bad pitch to a power hitter because you're down in the count. But looking at this team, it's the rotation is the concern. The rotation is the problem right now. Uh, so, you know, Plesac goes out. De Los Santos is great. Again, I he's, soon they're not going to have a choice but either to keep him or release him. Anthony goes... Uh, his another one where it's like he throws really hard and he misses bats, but like he's also very hittable for a guy who throws as hard as he is. And he gets when he gets hit, he gets hit hard. Um, you know, he's a fine part of the bullpen, and but he is like he was out there because they were down what at the time it was a close game. I think what it was the at that point is what five to one. I mean, I guess close is relative. Or no, the Guardians had gotten that run back. It was a five to two game, uh, and then he goes out and gives up three runs. <sighs> That's a rough inning. Now only one earned because Rosario dropped the ball in the outfield. It's like this is what I've talked about. I now think that the whole reason Rosario plays shortstop so much is because he literally can't play anything else. Uh, he just cannot play any other position. So while he's a forty there, it's better than a twenty anywhere else. My goodness. I mean, I know Gavin Sheets also had the terrible drop that allowed the Guardians to get their first run, but that's just... I mean, he's there. Like, maybe I don't make that catch, but, like, I'm not a big league outfielder. I, how many big league big league players miss a catch like that? Ugh. So, you know, that's kind of that in this game. Uh, who, who has reached base so far twice as I'm recording? Well, Quan has. He has a hit and a walk. Uh... Josh Naylor has with two hits. And then you have Rosario, who I know I'm complaining about. He also had three hits. Hedges has two hits in this one. Uh, They don't actually have a ton of walks, just three walks. But they have ten hits and three walks to get eight runs. So when you just, you do my little uh, box score bingo, as it were. Wild pitches, by the way, by Pisac, De Los Santos, and Ghost. You got three of them there. I'm going to lose this game because... Sandlin just hasn't been as sharp. We'll see. We'll see, right? Frustrating right now. Here in the bottom of the ninth, where you got runners on first and second. Um, 
I mean, he just he hasn't been as sharp this year. And the you know, I, I worry about the health stuff. And he was so good a year ago. And a, but it was also like a year ago we talked about how it was only thirty four games. It was only thirty three innings, right? Like it was not an extended amount of innings because he's been unable to stay healthy. Uh, if I were to look at his game log, I feel like it's almost in every other for him, just in terms of what he is. In his last seven games, six innings, three earned runs. That's, that's not great. Um, and, and it's been a lot of walks, and the walk rate isn't helping him either, and the walks have been an issue again tonight. But, yeah, do my little box score bingo. Three walks, ten hits, uh, <laughs> four errors by Chicago. 17 opportunities, eight runs. That's good. It's very good. The other side of things, Chicago only has six hits. They have eight runs on six hits. Eight runs on six hits. They do have five walks. Again, this Guardians pitching staff given a lot of free passes. It's not just Sandlin, though. He does have, uh, what, does he have two right now? Did he? Did both players reach? Yeah, both reach via the walk. But this has been the story with this team for the past, we talked about in the loss on Saturday, too many free passes, which is so antith- antithetical. I think that's the word I want. To everything they've typically been about when it comes to pitching. It's, they've been a group that is command first. Uh, we've seen just, uh, I don't know if teams are, oh boy, you know, riding it out with them or, or being a little more patient, but yeah, uh, five walks, two errors. So they had eight runs on 15 opportunities. Uh, obviously that's better than getting it on 16 opportunities. Uh, the Guardians with just the two home runs, right? Yep. And then so three extra base hits, White Sox had three extra base hits as well. Uh, we'll see how this one continues to go. Oh, my God. Sandlin's going to walk the bases loaded here because he can't find the zone. Why? After a dude walks two batters in, okay, 3-2, walks two batters in a row. Not in a row. I understand. It was like walk, out, walk. I don't know how confident I feel leaving him in, you know? Grandal, yes, has not played well this year, but he's one of those guys that was in that Eno Saros piece I talked about where there's some reason to see that he's been more unlucky than bad. I got to check the time. Let's let's take our next break uh, just so I don't jinx this and or get too frustrated if things go badly. Come back uh, and talk about this in, go- in uh, ongoing game. Let's talk about our good friends over at rockauto.com. I've talked about it before. Don't be like me. Don't. Be lazy. You can, I, if I had gone to rockout.com, I could have saved myself like 40 bucks on windshield wipers, and that's an easy fix. Even if you're, again, like me and you're not a car person, windshield wipers and filters are things that you can go to Rock Auto, and often they have rebates as well. You're going to save yourself money. Just go check it out for yourself. There are, YouTube is your friend. Rock Auto is your friend. They will give you savings. They will help you save money. So you can then you know, go use it on our first sponsor and make first sponsor, bet online and make even more money. Go to rockauto.com today. Remember, in the little how'd you hear about us box, you're going to say locked on to let them know that, hey, their advertising money was well spent by going to using uh, the locked on network to advertise for Rock Auto. And again, while you're helping us out, you're helping yourselves out. I, I would have saved myself 40 bucks if I had just gone to rockauto.com. I am going there from now on. I am saving myself money. I am not, uh, you know, 
it's just it's easy. You go, you check it out. They'll even tell you what's hot, what they sell the most of, so you know you're getting the best products because, of course, the ones that sell the most are typically the more reliable ones. And so you're relying on those people, you know, in my case, who are smarter than me, know cars more, to go and save yourself some money. Check out rockauto.com and make sure to in the little box to say, I heard about you thanks to Locked On. So I waited to resume and unpause here because you might have been able to tell in the middle of that ad read. Uh, of course, he walked the bases loaded. And then a strong throw by Jose that was a little bit off and a great grab by Josh Naylor, uh, sending us into extras at this point in time. Uh, I have to cut it short at a certain point. Uh, I, get in, I don't necessarily get yelled at, but we do have those like, okay, this is the recommend. I'm going to go long. Okay, this is going to be like a 40-minute episode. I've done my ad reads. I've done what I'm supposed to do just so I can let fans hear my reaction to the rest of this. Let me know what you think. Like, is this worth it? Or is this a, hey, no, dude, you should just cut it off. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to free flow it tonight. You know, it's it's not necessarily a stream, but it's I'm treating it like it's a stream. We have something fun going on, something exciting. Let's just continue to follow along. Uh, while it's going on, I pulled up the minor league stats because I promised a minor league talk. Going through just offensive stats, the first thing that jumped out is it's kind of hilarious that Oscar Gonzalez is first with 72 total bases. Number two, David Fry, who was the player they got for uh, J.C. Mejia in that trade, a catcher, so keep in mind, who's also 10th best OPS in the minors and tied for second in home runs. All positives. This team doesn't have a lot of catching. Uh, Fry is second at 46. 26 base difference between one and two in this system. Again, I I don't know how Oscar Gonzalez finds a way to the majors, but I don't know what else he can do either to earn his way up. Uh, Third in batting average, first in home runs. RBIs are worthless, but just in terms of the the triple crown stats, two there. When he might win the minor league triple crown for the Guardians, he's got a slight chance. The one problem right now is, of course, Milan Tolentillo is hitting 403. So Oscar Gonzalez's 311 just uh, is, is quite a bit behind that. Look, Milan Tino's on-base percentage is 511. He's getting on base over 50% of the time he comes to the plate. Uh, I know some people who didn't love that pick. You know, I got some people who are like, oh, it's an odd high amount of money. Fits their style. I don't think they're regretting it right now with what he's doing in Lynchburg. Uh, we talked about Jake Fox earlier in the show. And there we go. Uh, double run across. Jimenez. We're the haters. Uh, all the comments I talked about at the beginning of the year, you can go back and listen to the podcast. I'm like, this is a player. Again, not saying he is Jose Ramirez. That is not what I'm saying at all, because Jose is a future Hall of Famer at the rate he's going. But he had a similar trajectory to Jose Ramirez he had this good debut a bad year where he spent a good chunk of time in the minors then showed signs of life what a hit here Guardians have a 9-8 lead after trailing 8-2 in the ninth one of the first run they got in that ninth inning home run by Andres Jimenez I know some people hate the extra innings rule you know I can kind of get that but at the end of the day here a double by Jimenez they got the lead We'll see where it goes. I assume Class A is up. Uh, Rosario's had a good day at the plate. Not in the field, but at the plate. We'll see if he can stretch uh, stretch us out. It'd be, I don't know about you out there in the listening audience, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if this got out to two or three or more. I'm, I'm going to get, you know, uh, um, greedy. 
I would love for to see this guy. And if you were the White Sox, how much of a backbreaker is this, right? Like, how bad... The Guardians... I did the roundtable. Most people in the division were Guardians are fourth or fifth in this division. I'm like, no. This is a team that didn't get worse and had several injuries and a lot of young players ready to step up. But it wasn't the right young players. It wasn't the sexy name young players. It was players who were not as well known. Well, those young guys are taking a step forward. This Guardians team is, with a win tonight, moves into second place in the division. And again, the Chicago White Sox, they swept them last time. And a six-run lead in the ninth wasn't safe. This is a back-breaking loss if you are a White Sox fan. There's no other way around it. They're going to be just absolutely gripping. Uh, And I say this as someone who, again, the organization that has been the kindest to me through the years as a draft writer is the Chicago White Sox. I have a, I know it's, I'm not supposed to, that'll get the runner to third. Uh, I'm not supposed to sit back and say, I like the White Sox when I'm facing the Guardians because they're a rival and this and that, but I do because it's just the personal nature of the game. When someone is actually like out of their way to be kind to you, you remember that. So like, I, I don't hate on the White Sox. Sometimes I get accused of that and I'm like, no, no, it's the opposite. Like, I really like this organization. I want them to do well because the people there are good people. Uh, I like the people in that organization. They have shown me, uh, like I said, they showed me kindness back when I was the national uh, draft writer at Scout in 24-7. Runner at third, one out. Again, really big just getting this run through. Uh, Rosario advanced the runner. It's not perfect, but he does his job. I don't know if I actually got to my earlier point uh, as I'm bouncing through because no one wants dead air. You don't want me sitting here quietly watching a game and waiting for it. It's up for some of most of you, I still think. It is a podcast listen. I know for most of you. And um, let me know about the sound. I got a comment this week. The sound was low. I'm trying to do some things to work with the mic. So let me know if the sound has been better Monday, Tuesday this week. Austin Hedges being two for four is odd. I I mean, I guess it's not a... Here's the thing about Hedgie. No matter what, he is such a strong defender. He brings value. Speaking of catching, did everyone else see Roberto Perez continues to be made of tissue paper? Hurt himself running the bases, is out for months. The Pirates paid him $5 million after they traded away Stallings to Miami because uh, they want a reliable, strong defensive backup catcher. And when the Guardians didn't pick up his $8 million option, I said, it's because you can't count on this guy. He's down again. And that guy just cannot stay healthy. His body cannot stay. And it again, you can't even say it's because he can't stand up to the rigors of catching. It's like he can't stand up to the rigors of life. Uh, he is down for multiple months. You know, at this point in time, with all the ah, that's like the worst possible outcome, right? Like a loopy pop fly, barely any distance. Ah, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, really, the worst thing hedges could do. But uh, yeah, with Berto, I just I don't know if he's going to get more than like a camp invite at this point, just because he is so he hasn't done anything. The inability to stay healthy is so big. But, yeah, I I did want to mention that. I saw that earlier in the day. Uh, But, yet, looking across the minor leagues, Jake Fox leading the entire minors in walks. That's interesting. The rookie we talked about. Jose Fermin, by the way, kind of the super sleeper in the Guardian system is Jose Fermin because he is completely blocked. Completely blocked. There is no bigger sleeper in this system. If you want to hear from me, well, only one run, but one run can be enough. Uh, 
if you want to hear like the player who is most likely to end up being a great player for another team, or at least a good everyday player for another team, that is Jose Fermin. And he is third in walks. He is ninth in on base, fourth in RBI, again, junk stat, whatever. Ninth in slugging, eighth in, on ba- in OPS. And you go through that OPS list. So Milan Tolentino, we talked about what he's doing. Uh, Mitchell Tolman is a utility guy. Oscar Gonzalez, we know what he is doing. Will Brennan is one of the bright young outfield prospects in the system. Joe Naranjo was a big money California first baseman who's been hitting for power. Angel Martinez is a, was a big money Latin signing. Uh, John Kenzie Noel, we talked about him a lot last year, what he did. Next is Jose Fermin. That's the next guy on that list. That says a lot. He's never going to get a chance. He's going to leave this team in at the end of the season, and there's going to be a smart, smart, no, a smart organization that gives him an opportunity because he's a solid defender. He leads the team in runs. Doesn't lead it in stolen bases. He's fifth there. By the way, uh, this is a good just factoid for your next uh, dinner party. Well, maybe not your, but my type of dinner party where we talk about baseball all the time. Bo Naylor currently leads the minors in stolen bases. It's kind of humorous, right? Uh, but yeah, just amongst all of these big names, you know, big names for Guardians fans. Again, the prospects are not necessarily national big names, but if you know this organization, you know the big names. There's Fermin. That is the prospect that I would, I don't know how you work him in, but if I was trying to acquire a player from the Guardians, that would be it. Listen, I don't want this to become a disaster podcast and want to go super long. So we're going to pause it and then I'm going to come back for the final out. Cause again, I, I don't think anyone wants a 50 minute podcast. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, again, let me know, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff draft. I want to thank you again for making lockdown guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is, you get podcast. And please, this is a very different podcast from the ones I normally do. I, I don't do live coverage of the games like this. I don't, jump in and just pause my ad reads to stop myself from swearing on a family-friendly podcast. But I did it in this one. So I really need to know what you think. If you like it, make sure to let me know so I do more things like this often. Uh, But here comes the pause. We will return, hopefully, when this game is in the bag. Whew, right? (laughs) I mean, I, I was sweating that ninth. Uh, I've been all about how well Class A has been playing of, of late. Uh, defending him ardently and uh you know he pitched into an issue did give you know gave up the tying run uh you know the ghost runner came back to hurt him after it helped him last inning i still can't believe they didn't pinch hit for austin hedges but here we go uh more game If, if this goes too long I'm not going to stay up super late. I I will give that warning, but we're going to try to maybe do another inning or two before I call it. You know, I still got to do some of the the side work on the podcast. I'm going to take care of that. Uh, And then we will see if I get a chance to end this game and this podcast tonight with a win. (laughs) What more to say? Grant. So this is going to go over 40 minutes because I'm at 39 now. They left the bases loaded in the, what, the ninth and the 10th. We sit here, Quan, oh no, oh, I thought that was going to be a hit. Walk. 
Oh, weak pop-up by Miller. Josh Naylor putting this game out of reach. Grand slam in the ninth. Three-run home run here in the 11th. Uh, eight RBI game. Again, RBIs are trash stat, but it's still, when you get a lot of them, hey, it's something at least interesting. Uh, what a game. What a backbreaker for the Chicago White Sox. What a backbreaker. After that terrible series against Cleveland, they had won six in a row. They blow a six-run lead in the ninth, leave them loaded twice, and then just watch Josh Naylor go deep again. Uh, That is... If the White Sox have a disappointing season, go back to this game. Just mark it here. This is the game. Either that or this is going to cause some change to happen. Because they need to figure out, figure it out. They need to figure out their defense. This is too talented of a team to blow a game like this. Josh Naylor isn't human right now. The Guardians are about ready to beat the White Sox again. Unbelievable night. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Guardians podcast. Remember to rate and review, download daily. All of that helps so much. If you liked this kind of different take on the show tonight, let me know. Also, remember to subscribe on YouTube. Let's get those numbers up and growing all the time. The Lockdown Guardians fans are fantastic. I appreciate you all, and I hope you've appreciated this show and this team tonight because this is a fun team. Check them out. They are a fun team. And if you're watching this podcast, listen to this podcast, I assume you are. Uh, but if someone you know isn't, I mean, set them straight. This is a fun-to-watch team. And as I end every episode now, again, it's not in the bag. Hopefully I don't jinx it by the minute I turn this off. Uh, everything goes sideways since the minute I started recording is when the magic started happening. But as we end every show now, go, go, Guardians, go. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.